being a Christian, being a Christian couple, does not insulate you from the pressures and from the troubles of life. And this story reminds us that a marriage can come into times of trouble even when Jesus Christ is present. Welcome to Open the Bible with Pastor Colin Smith. And Colin, there are probably many people listening who can identify with that, thinking, that's me, my marriage is in trouble. Well, I'm so glad that you're listening because uh, today we're looking at a passage of Scripture that is full of hope for you. It's about a couple who invited Jesus Christ to their wedding. And uh, you would think that if Jesus Christ is present at a wedding, there couldn't be any problems in that marriage at all. But on day one at the wedding, the wine runs out. And uh, the marvelous part of this story is that we're given an insight into what Jesus Christ is able to do when troubles come to a marriage. And that includes a Christian marriage. I mean, that's the point here. This is a a wedding at which Jesus Christ is present. He's invited, and you wouldn't expect there to be a problem there, would you? And that's why Jesus is there, because he's able to bring help where there are people who look to him and who have him in their lives. And I hope and pray that today's message is really going to be a help, an encouragement, and a beacon of hope for you. So, if you can, grab a Bible and join us in John chapter 2 as we begin the message, Seeing and Believing. Here's Colin. We are taking a journey through the Gospel of John and happily we arrive at a story today that relates to a wedding. And uh, so I do hope that you will open your Bible at John's Gospel and chapter 2 where we read that on the third day there was a wedding at Cana of Galilee. Now, we don't know the uh, name of this particular couple, the bride and the groom, but what we do know is that very wonderfully, they had thought to invite Jesus Christ to their wedding. Jesus, verse 2, was invited to the wedding with his disciples. And I want to pause there just for a moment. The significance of Jesus Christ in week one of his ministry attending this great celebration of a wedding is surely full of significance for us. We believe in marriage, right? We believe that this is a wonderful and good and gracious gift of God in which a man and a woman can serve him together over a lifetime as one. And it is very striking that this wedding was the occasion of the very first miracle of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I wonder if you've ever thought about this. The first miracle that Moses ever did, first miracle of Moses, was to turn water into blood, which was a sign of the judgment of God. The first miracle Jesus ever did was to turn water into wine, which is the great sign of the blessing of God. And and this miracle is really like a portal at the beginning of the gospel that is, John says in verse 11, it's a sign. It's pointing us to not only who Jesus is, but all of the good, all of the blessing, and all of the joy that he has come into the world to bring. So it is a good thing when Jesus Christ is invited, not only into a wedding, but let's put it more broadly, Jesus Christ is invited into a marriage. For those who may be in the process of, uh, at some point, choosing who you will love, 
It's a really good question to ask, can Jesus Christ be at the center of this love? And in choosing who you will marry, it is really important to ask yourself, will Jesus Christ be at the center of this marriage? And for those who are married uh, today, remember that if you say, we must put our marriage first, what you just did is you made your marriage into an idol. I know we say these things casually, but think about it. If you say we must put our marriage first, you just made your marriage an idol and anything that you put in the place of God is not going to do well or to know his blessing. What you should say instead is let us put Jesus Christ first in our marriage. That's the place in which the blessing of God is known and in which it is found. Now, as we turn to this marvelous story today, I want to make two observations with regards to marriage uh, from the story. And the first is simply this, that a marriage where Jesus is present can still run into trouble. A marriage where Jesus Christ is present can still run into trouble. We have that very, very clearly here. Um, these marriage, uh, wedding ceremonies in the time of Jesus and in that culture went on for a long time. So they're well into uh, the early days uh, of the marriage. And we're told here, verse 2, that the wine ran out. Now try and picture this. Here's a marriage that has begun really well. The wedding celebration has got off to a great start. But now there's some days in and what had begun well, while people outwardly still seem to be having a marvelous time, there is a problem that is emerging already behind the scenes. The wine ran out. And John in verse 11 says that what Jesus did when the wine ran out was a sign. And the sign, of course, is always something that points beyond itself. It's something that points to something else of even greater significance. And so what we have here is pointing us to the kind of thing that Jesus Christ is able to do for people who experience, as it were, the wine running out in our lives today. Now, let me pause there and just try and press this home. There will be couples here in the church today who started out with genuine love and deep affection. And for some time, the wine of your love was flowing freely. But now it seems this is a very apt picture for you, as if the wine is running out. In other words, in your experience, what once brought you great joy and great gladness no longer seems to be present in the way that it was before. And the problem, as it was at this wedding, is actually behind the scenes. Right now, perhaps only a very few folks know. You know. You know that the wine is running out. That's your experience. And even if you and your spouse have never actually openly talked about this, if you know, you can be very sure that your spouse knows as well, even if you have not spoken about it. And there may be some folks who are close to you and observe your home, observe your marriage, and they're close enough to have guessed that things seem to be running dry. 
Everyone else thinks that everything is just fine in your home and in your family. But behind the scenes, there is a problem. That's what we have in this story. The wine is running out. And here's the problem for you. You don't know what to do about it. And so you find yourself thinking, but wait a minute, we are Christians. Jesus Christ is present in our lives. How can the wine be running out for us when Jesus Christ is present? We have made Jesus Christ the Lord of our lives. We have made Jesus Christ the Lord of our home. How can it be running out for us? And of course, what we're reminded of is actually what we know very well from the New Testament, that being a Christian, being a Christian couple, does not insulate you from the pressures and from the troubles of life. And this story reminds us that a marriage can come into times of trouble even when Jesus Christ is present. The Bible is such a wonderful book. It speaks directly into all of the realities of our lives. Now, that's the first observation. And uh, here's the second And it's full of hope that a marriage can run into trouble, but where Jesus Christ is present, there is wonderful hope. And this surely is the main point of the story. Uh, Trouble came, the wine was running out, but Jesus Christ was present. And he turned water into wine. And this is a sign, John says, not only of who he is, but of what he is able to do and of why indeed he came into the world. He comes into a world where things are not going as planned. I mean, here they got all of the wedding organized, thought they had enough to endure for all of these days. We were supplied. We have all that we need. But now they're finding that things have not gone as planned. Jesus comes into a world where things in our lives are not going according to plan and where joy and blessing that we once knew and that we thought would continue seems to be running out. Now, framing the story so that we see how it speaks to us today, the obvious question is this. How then did this remarkable work of Jesus Christ happen in which water was turned into wine And how in particular can this great gift of joy being restored, of gladness being replenished, how can these things happen for people like us, folks who are single, folks who are married, folks for whom life has not gone according to plan. When we come to these experiences, in whatever state of life you are in, where you feel the wine is running out for me, how can what Jesus did here be our experience and how can we know that for ourselves? Well, that's a great reason for looking at this story, isn't it? It's full of promise as we come with an open Bible and an open heart today. You've been listening to Open the Bible with Pastor Colin Smith, and we'll get right back to the message shortly. 
The message is called Seeing and Believing and it's been one of the most popular and most requested downloads of the last 12 months. And we've put that and the other most requested programs into a series which we're calling Listener Favourites 2023 and a CD set of that series is available to you. We'd love to send it to you as a free gift if you're able to set up a new donation to Open the Bible this month of £5 per month or more. There's more details on our website, openthebible.org.uk. Now let's get back to the message. Here's Colin. Now, I want to offer uh, three answers to that question. How did these things happen then? And therefore, how do they happen today? And the first of these answers is simply this. It, um, ask Jesus and submit to his purpose. There's the first. Ask Jesus and submit to his purpose. That's how this great miracle of Jesus came to pass. Here we're going to look for a moment at the marvelous example of Mary, the mother of our Lord, who features very prominently in the story. Now, if you have the Bible open in front of you, will you just notice with me how prominent Mary is? Verse 1, the mother of Jesus was there. Verse 3, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Verse 4, Jesus said to her, that is, he spoke these words to Mary, his mother. Verse 5, his mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Now, I want to make two observations from the marvelous example of Mary in this story. And the first is, that prayer involves asking help from Jesus. Mary is the one who recognizes that there is a problem behind the scenes, and very wonderfully and very beautifully, she brings the problem to Jesus. Verse 3, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And so don't miss the significance of what is happening here. Here is a woman who recognizes that there is a problem, and her first instinct is that she must bring it to Jesus. And it's a marvelous example and model of prayer. John Bunyan said, You can do more than pray after you have prayed, but you can't do more than pray until you have prayed. That's very helpful. There is more, as we're going to see this morning, than prayer. And you can do more than pray after you have prayed, but you cannot do more than pray until you have prayed. This is the first thing, and nothing else happens apart from it. We're asking the question, how did the water get turned into the wine? Uh, How was it that Jesus did this remarkable work that only he could do? And the first thing is that there was this situation of need that was actively brought to him. Now, would it not be a good thing if some couples who know in their hearts that the wine is running out were to say, we cannot go on pretending that all is well when we know that it is not. We must ask for help. And the first person we must ask for that help is Jesus Christ. We must follow the example of Mary 
and we must recognize where there is a need, where there is a problem, and we must bring it to Jesus. Now, notice the uh, surprising response of our Lord to Mary's request. Verse 4, Jesus said to her, woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. Now, Jesus refers to this hour seven times in John's gospel. And on each of these seven occasions, it refers to the time when he became subject to the will of others. The hour would come when he was given into the hands of sinners And when that hour came, they would scourge him, and they would condemn him, and they would crucify him. But Jesus says repeatedly throughout the Gospel of John, and this is the first occasion where we see it, my hour has not yet come. And the fact that Jesus says this to Mary, the hour when I am put into the hands of others has not yet come, the fact that he says that to Mary is full of significance for us. See, here's what it means. Mary is not in a position of bending Christ to her will. He is not subject to her will. She may come and she may ask. But Christ is not under an obligation to do what she asks, or indeed is he under an obligation to do what any of us ask. Christ is the mediator between us and God. Mary is not the mediator between us and Jesus Christ. And one of the important things that we see here in this story is, in fact, that she is in exactly the same position as we are. She has the ear of Christ, and so do you. But she must submit to Christ, and so must you. Now, this leads to another observation that is very important here. The prayer not only involves asking the help of Jesus, but prayer also involves submitting yourself to the purpose of Jesus. And again, I want you to notice how Mary gives us such a wonderful example of exactly this. She asks help from Jesus, and then she submits herself to Jesus. And that's why she says in verse 5, his mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Now, here's the thing. You come in your need and you ask something of Jesus Christ. The wine's running out, Jesus. You do not know how Jesus Christ will use what is happening in your life to advance his great purpose, his loving purpose for you. You do not know how he will use what burdens you to advance his own great purpose. But what you can be absolutely sure of is this, that he certainly will. When the wine is running out, Jesus Christ will show his glory, but it is not for you to tell him precisely how or precisely when. And that's the great significance of Mary's marvelous example here. She brings the need that she recognizes to Jesus, and then she submits herself to his great purpose. 
Now, that's always at the heart of true prayer. It involves asking of Jesus. It involves submitting yourself to Jesus. So here's how you pray where the wine is running out. You say, Lord Jesus Christ, here is what is happening. Here is the need. You lay it before him. And you ask him to advance his great purpose in your life, in and through this situation. In other words, husband, you don't come to Christ and say, the wine's running out in my marriage, so please change her. You don't, wife, come and and say, the wine is running out in my marriage, so please change him. What you are invited to do is to come and to bring the need. The wine is running out in our marriage before the Lord hears the reality of what we are facing. And Lord Jesus, our great desire is that your glory would be revealed and that your great purpose would be advanced and we are ready to do anything towards that end. And if your spouse is not in a position where he or she is ready to come with you in that kind of prayer, take the initiative and start praying that way yourself. Lord Jesus Christ, you know the wine is running out. And I want that your glory should be revealed. And I'm ready for whatever that will take. Lord, advance your great purpose even here and in this. So here's the first thing. How did this miracle happen? Mary asks and submits herself to the will of Jesus Christ. That's something that we can do today. Wonderful thing for us to do. The first thing for us to do whenever we experience the wine running out. You've been listening to Open the Bible with Pastor Colin Smith and the message, Seeing and Believing. And I hope as you've been listening, you've been reminded that as God gave us this gift of marriage, he also gave us a way to bless and renew our marriage relationship. I hope you've been encouraged as you think about asking Jesus into your marriage and submitting to his purpose. We have to pause our message there, but we'll come back to it again soon. If you ever miss any of our messages, or if you want to go back and listen again, you can always do that by going online. Go to our website, openthebible.org.uk. There you can download an MP3 for free, or simply stream the messages from the website. Also, on the Open the Bible website, you'll find Open the Bible Daily. These are a series of short two- to three-minute reflections, written by Pastor Colin and read by Sue McLeish. There's a new one on the website every day. You can find Open the Bible on all the major social media sites, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. If you use any of these sites, we'd love it if you would follow us. We're easy to find. Our username is the same on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. It's at UK Open the Bible. On YouTube, it's at Open the Bible UK. You can also find us using the search on any of the sites, UK Open the Bible. Or you can always simply go to the Open the Bible website, that's openthebible.org.uk, go to the bottom of the homepage and click on your preferred social media symbol. Once you've found us on social media, please follow us or subscribe to our channel. And when you see one of our postings, please like it. Or better still, retweet or resend it with your thoughts and comments. That way we get seen by all your followers 
and they have the opportunity to follow us too. Let's grow the Open the Bible community. Open the Bible is supported by our listeners. We stay on this station and on the internet because of the generosity that you show us. If you don't already support Open the Bible, but you feel you'd like to, we'd encourage you to go onto the website and read all about how you can donate to Open the Bible. You can do it by directly paying online or setting up a regular payment. If you are able to set up a regular payment of £5 or more, this month we'd like to send you as a free gift a set of CDs of the current series which we're broadcasting, which is called Listener's Favourites 2023. It's the top ten of the messages over the past 12 months. For Open the Bible and Pastor Colin Smith, I'm David Pick, and I very much hope you'll join us again next time. Do you sometimes wonder what good can possibly come from the ordinary, basic, day-to-day things which Jesus calls you to do? Find out next time on Open the Bible.